All roads lead to the vein. Hey, what's up everyone? Brad Chmielewski here with episode 184 of Shadow of the Vein. We are just a week away from the Vainglory Worlds. I cannot wait to watch it and finally let all this hype, I guess, finally happen. And so we can kind of move on with your lives. I want to see these matches play out, the buildup for these matches and the 5v5. I feel like we're just a... It's a drip, drip, drip. It's been going on for a long time, so I'm so excited to finally see it happen this coming weekend. Uh, but going into it, we have so much more 5v5 news that's been uh, given to us. The drip, drip, drip continues. So this week, I have Imperium joining me from Ireland. We're going over some of the tweets that Vangloria has given us for these 5v5s. We talk about update 2.11 a little bit. And... Yeah, just what he is doing with his uh, shout casting. He's doing stuff with EZL. He's forming a team. Man, that he just sounds incredibly busy, uh, doing tons of awesome stuff for Vanglory and with Inside the Space. So get ready for that interview. Get excited for what he's doing. Someone you should probably keep an eye on, keep notice for, because it sounds like you're going to see, see and hear more of him coming in uh, 2018. I uh, want to mention the Patreon page before I jump into this episode. That's over at patreon.com slash shadow the vein. I know there's some changes that Patreon has done um, recently that was in the news about them. So I haven't really dived into that. We haven't done too much with the Patreon page. I'm hoping to address that here in 2018, maybe make some changes, some original content for uh, backers and supporters of the podcast. But if you can support the show in any way, that would be amazing. We're 184 episodes now into the podcast. It's been going for a long time. I uh, can't wait to see where else it takes me, especially as we go into 5v5. I think we're going to have a, a larger audience uh, playing and watching Vanglory coming up this coming year. So can't wait to be part of it. Can't wait to be the person providing that news, that entertainment for those moments when you maybe can't play, like when you're at work or commuting, things like that. So I want to thank everyone that's been watching and supporting the show for so long. All right, let's do it. Let's jump into 184. Shatter the Vein. This is the 184th episode of Shatter the Vein. My name is Brad Chmielewski, and this is a podcast all about Vainglory. Every week, try to break down the news, gameplay, game tips, and hopefully we can become better players together. And every week, bringing on people from the community, people that love this game, make it a name for themselves. And this week, I have Imperium on. Welcome. Did I get that right? Imperium. Yeah, it is Imperium. Yeah, that's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I like to think I picked a nice, simple IGN and something to keep it easy for people to... Uh, say anyway well it's great to have you here uh coming over from uh ireland so it's nice to get uh someone else's perspective outside of my region yeah definitely and and i i think i'm probably the only highly active vainglory player from ireland to be honest i do know i do know a good few other um vainglory players in ireland but not in the same kind of depth and and what i'm trying to do at least 
Okay. Uh, I, so then I guess for people that haven't seen you on Twitter or haven't uh, interacted with you at all, do you want to give a little introduction of who you are and I guess what yeah. you do? So my real name is Cormac. Uh, as I said, I'm from Ireland. I'm 29 years old. Uh, I work as well full time. I've been playing Vainglory for just over two years now. Okay. Um, I'm a scrub captain main. <laughs> Uh, so I have to deal with the daily dose of uh, solo queue and the struggle that is real on that. But <laughs> outside of playing, I discovered a really big passion for Vainglory roughly probably about a year ago and wanted to get more involved in the community. So okay. I I got into it from initially from a casting point of view. I was lucky to have an opportunity to cast uh, the guild that I'm in called Valkyrie. They were holding an inter-guild tournament at the time in connection with another guild in Europe. And we had about, I believe it was 12 teams. And they were looking for people to cast it. And other than a couple of experienced casters... I thought, hey, look, I want to give this a bit of a go. Sure, Try yeah. to learn a little bit more. Why not? So this guy called Sketchy Brit, a really nice guy, experienced with casting. He was casting it with me, and he, I suppose, taught me a lot. And he kind of lit the fuel uh, of, of the fire within me a little bit more. And I really wanted to do more casting. Mm-hmm. So after that, I also then got the opportunity to cast the Vainglory 8 SEA for Tesseract, nice. which okay. was amazing, to be honest, and, and something that not really a lot of people get an opportunity to do, to cast for a VGA in a certain region, even if it isn't the highest known region. Uh, after that, I just essentially got more involved in the game from a outside playing point of view i became a very active member for the guild that i'm in uh mm-hmm. being an elder helping with the website helping with uh just setting up community-based stuff events and just trying to spread the good word of vainglory i suppose <laughs> and and trying to show people that outside of tryharding you can have a lot of fun and meet a lot of really awesome people yeah. Uh, then more recently, in the past month or so, I, as well as wanting to do kind of a lot of other things, uh, I had in my mind that I wanted to hopefully be a pro player. But when I realized that my ability just isn't good enough, even <laughs> if I have a decent bit of knowledge, my my ability just isn't good enough. Okay. So I, I said, okay, I want to turn any kind of experience and knowledge I have into into leading a team. So I said I, I'd start a Vainglory team. And I was lucky enough to become connected and get in contact with a newly formed organization called Socially Esports in the UK. Oh, cool. Okay. And I contacted them and I said, look, I play this game called Vainglory explained what it is briefly and i said i want to form a team i'm planning on forming a team would you like to work with me and where i lead the vainglory side of social esports and uh, these are the plans and this is what i hope to achieve they uh the guy called jamie real nice guy who founded and started social esports he was all on board we had a good chat um i even signed a contract to just really integrate myself and 
after that, I began the search to find players. Yeah. That lasted for uh, roughly about four weeks or so, three to four weeks, did a couple of weeks of trials, and I have uh, at least initially formed a team out of it, which a great bunch of hungry players that want to get better and better. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's the it's the it's the be all and end all as a roster because as I've kind of discovered and as I, I, I had a feeling that it's going to being a manager of a team is comes with a lot of challenges. Sure. Uh, whether it's uh, scheduling, whether it's trying to set up scrims, whether it's trying to find when people are available to play matches. It's Christmas time of year. It's it's between exams and everything like that. So, but this is something that I slightly expected, and I'm just saying to myself, it's a long term process. Okay. Yeah. You know, I never expected to kind of get five players or six players, and we were gonna be the number one in VGL within three months. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because um, that was something I explained to socially sports, and I said, "Look, this is a long term process. It's most likely gonna take six months to a year before we get anywhere." decent whether it's evolution of rosters whether it's bringing in sponsorship to to hopefully be able to pay players to play and therefore you can give them more you can you can have more commitment to scream and all that jazz yeah um so that's kind of where i stand roughly within vainglory right now are, is the team you're forming now are you plant is it just a 3v3 team or are you kind of building it out for 5v5 at this moment initially it's 3v3 because at the end of the day nobody really knows where 5v5 is heading right common sense tells you it's going to be competitive and i have that in my head but before i can think of 5v5 in terms of a competitive team i have to start understanding and learning more about 5v5 as the game forms sure okay so like, like a lot of people and because i i or we as social sports don't have the money and the funding to let's say spend hours and hours into research of other mobas and, and likes of legal legends it's just going to be a, a longer drawn out process to try to understand how 5v5 will work mm-hmm. um so yeah right now it's just 3v3 just doing whatever tournaments we can um we're currently in a tournament at the moment called the Royal Showdown, and we did win our match tonight, which oh, is nice. a Congrats. good start. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. That's not a bad thing. Um, so with that, we're just trying to continue forward and seeing how each day and week takes us. That's it. Mm-hmm. So what then what made you decide to make the switch from just like playing the game to now doing all of this? Like, Did you just one day just decide like, Either I need to decide if I'm going to keep playing this or if I'm going to do something. Like, is, was it kind of a, I guess, what was that light bulb moment for you? Uh, firstly, like, when I have a hobby of some sort, I tend to be the kind of person that if I have a hobby that I enjoy, I'm going to throw myself at it. Okay. And I want to be more than just a hobby. Um, you know, so with Vainglory, yeah. I knew once I was hooked on it that I was going to be more involved. As I said, the idea 
the idea in the first kind of year or so it was kind of like i'm gonna be a pro player i, I want to be good enough i want to be like the very best um but yeah that light bulb moment i suppose happened when i just struggled over a season or so to not necessarily play good vainglory but to grind Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and you have to be able to put in the time to grind. You have to be able to spend five, six, seven, eight hours a day grinding and getting better. And even though, of course, every game I, I play, I try to focus on me as a player rather than, let's say, a win or lose. It, it's when you're not outright good enough and you're not able to put in the grind, you're just going to fall behind. And then I said to myself, yeah, that was light bulb moment. I want to get involved in other areas of Vainglory. Let's do what I can. Okay. That's, you know. yeah, I, I like that. I do that too. And, it, you know, it's a, it's bad at the same time. You kind of lose your hobby that was, like, fun, and now it becomes work. But at the same time, I guess you uh, kind of putting more effort behind it than just something you're just, uh, I guess, wasting time or killing time with. Exactly. That's the thing. It's not necessarily something that I'm killing time with. It's something that I'm getting pleasure and enjoyment out of. And and also, like, I, I now also cast for EZL as well. Oh, nice. EZL League, absolutely fantastic bunch of people. Amazing. No, great. Um, as well as I was lucky to be able to cast for the VPS tournament, which is the very first new tournament that started. And I had pro teams in it. And I was really lucky to cast pro team matches. So when you're doing that and you walk away, like you get such an adrenaline rush for doing something like that, that you're like, yeah, I love this game. And you don't really necessarily care so much about winning or losing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, then I guess stepping back even before that, how'd you find yourself getting into Vanglory? Were you playing other MOBAs? Were you just looking for uh, something in the app store? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, well, I have an Android, first of all. Not that uh, okay. it really matters, but I'm an Android person, I suppose. Um, I suppose I actually got it from advertising, which is funny because people say SEMC don't advertise, but I actually discovered Vainglory from Facebook advertising. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, my, any kind of background I have in MOBAs would go back as far as 2013 when I played League of Legends for about a year. Okay. And I played it quite a bit. I'm not saying I was amazing, but I played it for quite a bit. And I really enjoyed it. So I, I was familiar with MOBAs as, a, as an idea um, and what they are. Excuse yeah. me. So when I discovered Vainglory and I downloaded it, I don't know what it was. It just was between the graphics, between how it looked, between how smooth it played. It, you know yourself, it's just like that it was just love at first sight as they say it was just a yeah absolutely love the game yeah Um, yeah for me when i found it i was looking for something that was one shorter than league of legends like playing for a long time those games are long so you want something that you can play one more of and also not be committed for an hour if uh, you like exactly or it's like I can squeeze one Vanglory game in, but I can't squeeze a, a League of Legends game in or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and because, you, like like a lot of people, uh, between not having necessarily a fast enough computer and not having... And between work, I was doing a lot of work. My my work at the time mainly consisted of kind of being outside or, or, or driving. So if there's a time period where 
I I wasn't working, but I was outside. If Vainglory was just an easy thing to pick up and play yeah. play a game, and and yeah, it just goes from there. And absolutely love Vainglory. Yeah. Do all these opportunities now um, decrease the time you're playing? Like shoutcasting requires you one to know everything, all the abilities, and to do a lot of studying, and then forming a team. You're gonna having to do research watch other teams play watch them play organize it so are you even are you playing that much these days mm, definitely not as much but when i was at a point about three four about five months ago or so where i wasn't even playing the game that much anyway i just couldn't I wasn't really in a position between work and and other personal things. I just wasn't playing the game that much. Okay. So it was because of that I kind of stepped back from playing and and I I, I still wanted to be involved in the game. So that was also kind of doing other things. And I found I enjoyed doing other things outside of um of playing. It it's I. I slightly compare it to somebody who is, let's say, a race car driver, mm-hmm. and they kind of retire from competitive racing, but they still want to be involved. So they ter- become a mechanic, or they become a coach, um, or, or a technical advisor for a race team. It's kind of what I what I just kind of decided to do, and it the playing that much it doesn't bother me. This mm-hmm. season, of course, I want to reach glorious and I want to reach the scrub that is tier 10 <laughs> but it, it's not going to be the end of the world if I don't because my other focus lies within shoutcasting, leading yeah. a team and trying to get that to where I can get it to mm-hmm. well doing those other things help you give that knowledge so you do go into the game with I guess a little more knowledge than if you were just a player because now you're having you're thinking about it maybe on a bigger level when you play which is actually game. more frustrating oh. because <laughs> Here's why, because when you go into solo queue and you, let's say, you have the knowledge, whether in turn, and on, of course, as I say, not saying I know everything because I don't, um, but when you have more knowledge than, let's say, your average Vainglory player, and you're going into a rank match, whether it's drafting item builds, and you see the players on your team, in mainly in solo queue, uh they're building these items that you're kind of like, no, you're not going to do anything with that. <laughs> and you see them go in, especially as a captain, and you see them go into, let's say, whether it's positioning or, or engaging in a team fight, when you know that they're going to, to not, they're just not going to win, whether it's early, mid, or late game, as in they haven't hit their power spike, and the enemy team has. Yeah, That's so much more frustrating. Whereas when you didn't know as much, and you were just playing the game and it was like, let's say, a matter of winning or losing. You kind of got frustrated on if you won or lose. But within the game, because you didn't quite understand it, it didn't really anger you as much. Okay. Whereas now it kind of angers me a bit more in game because I'm like, don't do that. You're going to die. I can't <laughs> support you. You know, but that's that's something that you kind of just accept as, uh-huh. as you know more about the game. Okay, that makes sense like that. Uh, so then coming up, do you have anything, uh, are there any matches or shoutcaster moments we should be on the lookout for that you have coming up? Uh, yeah, outside of playing, well, not playing, outside of my team being in the Royal Showdown, uh, I am also 
casting that at the moment oh. every opportunity I, I can uh, there's a couple of streamers that are that are doing streaming for the Roshan Carissa H um, in particular I just want to give her a, a big shout out because she's an absolutely amazing streamer and a really cool person uh, uh, so other than other than kind of playing as much as I can, the, the two big things are the playing in the Royal Showdown and sh- and casting the Royal Showdown. Other than that, I'm just waiting to watch the worlds and see when five v five is revealed, and then just go crazy over that hype. Right, <laughs> okay, that makes you know, sense. That's, that's, I think everybody is waiting for that at this stage. Like, you know, everybody I talk to, it's not that they're bored of three v three, but the hype of 5v5 is has completely taken over and it's kind of all about when that's going to be released and what's going to come with that for sure and i guess that's a great lead into this week's news there has been a ton of stuff especially around 5v5 coming up so let's get into that vain glory news so the first thing would be uh, we've been getting like almost like daily or twice a day tweets from the Vanglory uh, Twitter account about just reveals, what we're going to see. Um, yeah, let's go down a few of them and just chat about them, especially from this week. There was probably the most this week than any of the weeks previously. But uh, it started with, the, I think, the teleport boots. Uh, Might have mentioned that on the last episode, but we found out a little more about these from the downtime stream and things like that but these are boots that are going to somehow let you move from one end of the map to the other map but you will not have the activatable that you get from your current like sprint boots so you won't be able to just like quickly run away you're still going to have probably some movement speed because they are boots but these boots are some are global movement uh, play thing so uh this is pretty exciting and i'm glad to see this uh what do you think of these teleport boots yeah it's amazing it's just gonna add a completely different element i feel like these are targeted at the captains um of the game that literally have to let's say get from one side of the map or one corner of the map to the other uh you won't use it let's say straight away of go of let's say coming from the base but when you see that your team is being engaged on 4v2 or 4v3 and you have to get there quickly because it's going to be a larger map. Mm-hmm. Zap, use it and you're going to be able to support your team straight after because boots aren't going to be as important at that stage when you have a cluster of six or seven players fighting it out over a turret or fighting it out okay. over simply a team fight. So these teleport boots, is is it's got, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they work in terms of if you can select the position you want to go to on the mini-map or if you have to literally drag the screen over and let's say hold it for five seconds in the position you want to move to. That's going to be interesting because especially on a mobile touchscreen system, uh, as you said, we're going to be in a bigger map. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing like I was worried about is that it's going to desensitize the touch system. So teleport boots is going to really, really push uh, how that works in Vainglory, I think. Right, and like in League of Legends, when you teleport somewhere, you have to teleport to one of your objectives. You can't teleport blind into the darkness that you don't have vision on. So uh, we don't know if these are going to work the same way. 
even if they are global, they say teleport take you anywhere in an instant. So uh, we don't really know all the details on how how they work and the I guess the side effects of them. Obviously, I would imagine it would possibly be maybe anywhere within the vision of your teammates, as in you wouldn't be able to port to the enemy base kind of thing if that makes sense not that you'd want to but you know i'd imagine that it might possibly you can you can port within division range of your ally teammate kind of thing mm. and that there will be an internal lock system that you'll have to but yeah it's it's just it's amazing and i love how vainglory are pushing those boundaries mm -hmm. and i would assume this is an item that's going to only be available inside 5v5 mode so if you're playing 3v3, you probably don't get to see these boots. <laughs> get at it. So No, I actually disagree. I think it's going to be in 3v3 oh, as well. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just people aren't going to really use it in 3v3. But okay. I think it'll still be available. Okay, yeah, that's going to be, I think, one of the big things for them to try to figure out if everything is in both maps or if they have to balance yeah. for both of them or they're like, this teleport boots are way too strong in 3v3. We just have to take them out. Exactly. Or, yeah, so we don't know. Um, and then right down the list, we have a, another one called Captain Minions. Um, so these are just bigger minions, like a boss minion. I'm not sure how these are there, if they're always a Captain Minion, if they're kind of like a League of Legends super minions when you destroy an Ibnhib, or when these Captain Minions are going to come out. So they're just kind of showing off these new designs of this Captain Minion. So this one's, I think, the most vague. <laughs> yeah, and, and like because there's there's two aspects of that, which is kind of a pro and a con, depending on, 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 on the more details that are going to be released. If it's going to be a stronger Minion, not that you have to worry, but it's kind of like, will that help to draw out the length of the game, which is something that, Glory and everybody else that plays the game is a little bit worried about with 5v5 mm. but I think the pro to that is I think the main thing is it's going to give a big chunk of gold that's it. I think that's the biggest thing is that um, I don't know what the average gold payout of a big minion I don't know what the gold payout is forget, of a yeah. big minion at, at the moment but I, I have a feeling that on these bigger minions the reason why they're bringing out other than to release these little details is it's going to potentially give you a gold, out, gold payout of like three times the amount of what the current um, big minion is because it's going to be kind of important for you snowballing the game, mm -hmm. which is going to come into last hitting, and yeah, it carries on. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, one called the Gold Oak, and this is a... Uh, this looks like it's basically like the Gold Miner. Uh, they, this is something that stashes minion or stashes gold, and when you kill it, uh, the gold is set loose. They did say, I think in the tweet, that the final form, it looks like a treant right now, but it's going to be a toad because it's sitting on lily pad. So this thing is going to be redesigned or still being redesigned. It could be a matter where after a certain amount of minutes, it turns from, like as in, in the first four minutes, it gives you a gold payout. And then after the the fourth minute it maybe either gives you a bigger gold payout or it gives you something else or it works for your team in, in the jungle area because I presume it's going to be something that's in the jungle. Yeah. So it's going to be mainly something for junglers to focus on. Yeah. Um, another, or another, I guess, 
thing that's in the jungle is going to be a crystal treant. So upon killing this treant, you're going to be getting a crystal power uh, buff, basically. So this is a blue buff. Yeah. If you play League of Legends, this yeah. sounds like a blue buff. And I'm yeah, excited it, to see this. Yeah, it's going to be pretty standard, but it's going to be, again, adding all of these elements to 5v5, it's going to be really important that when you get that buff, that a team takes advantage mm -hmm. and uses it to siege a turret, to siege a team fight. One thing, though, is a question is, is there only going to be one crystal treant in the map or is there going to be one each side? Yeah, that's something it's kind of, yeah, not shown either. I would assume there's one on each side, like, you have to that's usually the idea is it needs to be fair they're kind of mirrored so one team can do the exact same thing and no side gives one advantage or another but maybe that's a, a play here maybe sometimes this is on your side sometimes this other one the weapon treant is on your side that gives basically a a, a red buff to your team um, you get a little weapon power boost so maybe that's on one side maybe the crystals on one side and it's kind of a rng kind of thing depending on which when it spawns and which one you get and what kind of comp you have and what you want to focus on and if you if if there is one on one side and you want to go on a crystal um crystal build heavy comp that mm -hmm. you stay on that side and you get the crystal buff all the time and then you focus on that side of the map kind of thing but yeah that's I love I love all these little bits of news. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, and then the last like uh, I guess buff camp is going to be the healing treant. Um, this is the same thing. I think we're pretty familiar with this one. It basically gives you a healing buff, kind of like what we have now with the the ancient treant or the elder treant, things like that. So um, this image is a little strange because it has one of the like jungle minions and a treant there. So. I'm kind of going to guess this camp may look a little different. Um, you need to be able to like quickly see them and tell, like, this is the healing camp, this is the blue camp, this is the red camp, especially for anyone that's watching the game, if you're a newcomer, if they all look the same and you're like, why are they going after this one versus that one? And so you need to make sure you can tell them apart. Yeah, that's true because when I when I did get into or when I tried to play like League of Legends recently, for example, and it had been like a good few years, not saying that the game has changed, but I've forgotten everything. <laughs> yeah, you don't know, at least for me, I didn't know what anything did in the jungle. So it's kind of like, okay, I don't know what to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's definitely going to have to be quite distinctive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we're a week away from all this. Uh, then we also saw they shared an image about the sanctuary and just talking about the, the redesign of that. Um, that looks really nice. You're going to be looking down on the Storm Queen's palace. Um, so this was less of like a this is going to be different rather than just this is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just showing off the aesthetic of the game and how beautifully detailed it's mm -hmm. going to be. Yeah. You know, because I think that's that's what they want to keep. They want to keep the beautiful detail while still having the amazing gameplay. Mm -hmm. Don't know if it's still going to be called the Halcyon Fold. I guess it's going to be called something different because it's the 5v5 map. So, hmm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last one we've seen this week are 
info about the vein crystals. So the vein crystals are, they're deadly. They're going to be able to shoot at you. They're going to be able to stun. Um, there's, you will not be able to backdoor anymore. That sounds like what this is. And I think that's probably good, especially with these teleport boots that can take you anywhere. If you could still just backdoor, it could get annoying. <laughs> Yeah, but I worry is is that going to add the length time of the game in a bad way? You know, that's because uh, like I like it because yeah, it does stop backdooring, but I do worry that it might make the game five minutes longer, seven minutes longer Maybe. when you have all of those things. You know, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but I'm talking. Like when you're talking about kind of your average gamer and you're trying to find that balance, I I do worry that it might end up making the game a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely could be tough to hard to say. I think the Heroes of the Storm Nexus shoots back at you um, if anyone's ever played Heroes of the Storm. So I think that has a little bit of this, but less less deadly than it sounds like the Vein Crystal is. <laughs> Yeah, it 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 the way at least the way SEMC or or Vainglory have kind of worded it, it sounds really like kind of strong and serious. But I have a feeling that it won't actually be as bad as they're making out. Yeah. Um. So all those are going to get revealed next weekend at the Worlds at the five v five in Singapore. It'll be on. Sunday, in between the semifinals and the finals, we'll see uh, this expedition match with uh, the SEA team. And we still don't know who they're playing, if it's a Super Evil Megacorp team, if it's another pro team, or who who it's going to be. I figure maybe at this point, since we don't know the team, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be maybe the casters or a Super Evil team, something like that. I think it would make sense for it to be a Super Evil Megacorp team. And also, if they pick a team, um, the only other option is they might pick a team that aren't in the finals. You know, so they might just draw a team out of out of a hat, so to speak, for them to play 5v5 or if, if it's a team that has five. But the best bet is most likely it's going to be a Super Evil Megacorp team because... One, they're going to be the ones that know five v five the most, if that makes sense. Right. And two, it keeps it neutral. Obviously, the reason why it's an SEA team is because it's in that region, mm-hmm. and you know, of course. But the opponents' team is either that, or the other option is it could be bots, could and be they're bots, and yeah. they're showing a way of showcasing an improvement in the bots, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's a little less exciting if it's bots, Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Just trying to add another element to the guessing, but yeah. 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 Um, and then for Worlds, you have, did you fill out your bracket? Do you have a pick going into this? Yeah, I do. Um, I was trying to be somewhat, uh, just as I just looked to bring this up on my phone, my humble apologies. Uh, yeah, I did a I did an episode with the Time for Rolling Esports, kind of broke down my picks and everything. I'm sure everyone has heard me say it here, or if you didn't hear me here, it's there. Uh, but yeah, I think Cloud9 is going to take this, but uh, never know. There could be some upsets. Some of those SA teams, I don't know uh, that well. You might have a better idea because you've been shoutcasting some of that. Uh, I'm, I've put uh, Rockstar Marta to win. Okay. But I've put them in the final with Tribe Gaming. Okay, I'd 
the Rocks versus Cloud9. So you're think Tribe's going all the way. Okay. Yeah, I do. I think they're going to pull it out. I'm just I'm just a huge fan of Dienzio and what they do at a live level. Like they they're just everybody keeps on talking about it. and it's true we saw that at the live championships they are just immense live and i think they're gonna bring it to the world and they're actually gonna pull out all the stops yeah I, that's and that's what i think i could see it cool um so yeah all this kicks off this weekend it's gonna be a lot of vainglory to watch uh, i'm gonna try to watch what i can but you know it's like we were talking earlier it's the holidays it's christmas there's all these parties and things going on family and friends so hopefully i find some uh, good amount of time but it's all going to be VODs for me because they're happening like way too late or way too early, depending on. Uh... Yeah, people have kind of talked about that from uh, not being kind of too happy about it in terms of suiting NA for a live stream point of view. But the way I look at it is that SEMC can't control the time zone. Right. It's in like they have to they have to go based on the the time in the local country yeah you know and, and there's there's so many positive reasons why they picked and um, the venue they picked and the country they picked um and with all due respect and i can't have it all their way by having it every year in, yeah. the, in in their in their country exactly um but then again that's coming from me where it's in in my region it's well at least for me it's at the perfect time which like on the first day it starts at 4 a.m in the morning um, now I know that's really early, but I work night times. I work like the afternoon to the evening. So for me, I'm gonna be like up every morning, <laughs> watching this, having food, drinking coffee, and just living the hype. That's so for awesome. me in the EU, it's awesome. But I understand in the NA for people like yourself, it's gonna be a little bit awkward. Yeah, well that that's fine. You have to deal with it. That's what they do. Exactly. Next, next year exactly. might be in your time zone. So yeah, then you win. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be in Europe next year. Maybe, yeah. But uh, so then this week, there's been a handful of other news. Uh, first off, update 2.11 dropped. We got the new hero. We got a lot of different changes. We got the new Onslaught game mode. How's this update been for you? Have you been uh, having fun with it? Oh, I've been having loads of fun, of course. Um the negative side is that now I haven't experienced it myself, but a lot of people have been experienced little bugs, and that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I personally haven't no. uh, myself. Yeah, that's that's like everybody's been saying that they're getting more lag spikes compared to the last update. Is if whatever they've changed has affected with the the internet and and their ping and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but personally, myself, I've been loving the new update. I think every every update, more heroes are kind of in the meta, so it makes rank harder. It makes it less predictable. It makes it more. It makes it easier to find a balanced comp where there's counters on each side yeah. to each hero that might be meta but there's counters on the other side that are also meta mm -hmm. and that means that it makes for a somewhat more chance of you winning a game rather than it just coming down to draft it means that okay well we have a chance because we've got a good draft and you know mm -hmm. from that point of view um and then with the new hero she's uh she's so broken she's amazing but she's so broken <laughs> yeah i think she is She's been banned, I think, in every game I've played. So I feel bad for a lot of the 
a lot of tiers who don't have draft and she's not getting banned, you're having to deal with a, a strong lady there. <laughs> yeah, like I, I played I played against her when she was weapon power. Oh, okay. And yeah, and because of the extra range she has, it her damage is immense and she's able to build mm-hmm. up it, it's like it's like Vox only ramped up with the extra range. Okay. It's she's able to build up breaking point stacks amazingly. And because her range is so long, it's kinda like you don't realize she's attacking you because she's so far away. So you're kinda like, why am I dying so quickly? And they're <laughs> like, Oh yeah, it, it's Varya in the background doing a load of damage. So as a weapon power, I think she's like immensely powerful. And then as a crystal power, uh, her poke is unreal. But I think it's easier for her to be shut down in crystal power. Okay. Uh, and yet overall, she's been she's been banned like nine ranks out of ten that mm-hmm. I've come across, um, depending on the situation. But yeah, she's been banned all the time. Yeah. But I have to say. I love I love what SEMC have done and that they are doing that they're just trying to extend they're just trying to like challenge the boundaries of the game and bring in these new heroes that do all these things and yeah of course you don't know if they're going to be broken or not so much mm-hmm. but it's just amazing what they're doing and I think she's an absolutely amazing addition to the fold. Yeah, I'm going to have to try this weapon power. I haven't uh, I didn't even think that was be good on her but cause... do try it okay try poison shift breaking point um and then uh, yeah something similar to a vox build yeah i, okay. I would imagine um as i'm not an expert but that's what i came across <laughs> and yeah it was just i was just like go away from me i hate you oh, i actually okay. hate you but yeah <laughs> try give, give it a try and and please feel free to like make a video on and i'm you know, because I'd love to see what you think of her. Okay, I'm not trying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, then yeah. have you been playing much onslaught? Um, I've, I'm not a big like blitz or battle royale. I like the like normal game, so I haven't played much onslaught to be honest. Um, I, I am a fan of the, of the, of the um, brawl modes. There you go. That's what the word is. I am a fan of the brawl modes because I think it just brings a really good element of fun. And when you're trying to help a community grow, that's the, that's a big way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Onslaught, I do have mixed feelings about. Uh, one, because what I found is that you can't have more than six people in the party for Onslaught mode. So when they're, when they're being part of the guild, and I mean when they're trying to set up privates, Onslaught is useless because... You can't have more than six people, so you can't have like nine or ten people in the party and then rotate people around. So it, it's just a bit of a useless game mode from that point of view. That's weird that then, they didn't think about that. I don't know if it was a bug or or I don't know, but yeah, it's very weird. When it's a new mode, you want as many people playing it as possible. Yeah. And when it's a brawl mode, it's aimed at people who play it for fun and all that jazz. Um, as a game mode, I've heard a lot of people, and I would kind of agree with them that there's actually too much strategy involved in the game mode um, because of the fact that you can't buy items, or you can buy items, but if you don't buy items, you get kind of get more gold and, yeah. and all that jazz. Whereas 
because Blitz already has a bit of a strategy, it does have an underlying strategy, and so does Battle Royale. Um, in terms of you can't in Battle Royale, you can't go back to shop until you die and all that jazz. Yeah. Onslaught, I just think people just wanted a mode where you can just fight kill each other. <laughs> yeah, that you can just fight. And one thing that I think Vainglory should have done, at least for Onslaught, because it's such a short lived game mode, even though I like the fact that with the talents you can only use them once and you can't use them the next round. I really feel that they should have included it so that you can disable talents. Uh, okay. So that you can you can play the game, whether it's private or public, that you can play the game mode without any talents at all. Because I found that people are, even though it can add a good element of fun, people get a little bit, not salty, but it's just kind of like, they just get sick of it because it's whoever has the most talent, even if they haven't paid money, but it's just whoever has a better talent. That's right, it. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, cause some people like some of those talents you don't see, like I play a good amount. I don't have all the talents. Exactly. So if you're not spending a lot of money, you may not have, you might have one talent on someone you picked and that's a huge disadvantage. Like maybe they should have just made onslaught. You had the talents going in. It- there you go. That's not a bad idea. That's another good option is that you could have had like all the talents were unlocked. But the only thing I, I would say about that is that some of the talents, like the, the Arden's um, ultimate talent, which I forget what's called, but basically when you punch them, they That's get knocked right. back. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's so funny to watch. But we're in a game mode like Onslaught where it's basically about staying in the one area, if you have that talent, it's kind of like you automatically won. It's the same with the Catherine um, talent of the Blast Tremor, where it knocks him back. And it's even the same with the Finald, yeah, where th- you you stay alive forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Nivmet mentioned that on the stream. There are a few of those that you're going to have an instant win, one of these. Like, it's just yeah. going to happen. Um, but then, you know, the next one, you probably won't because you don't have that talent. So um, it does balance itself a little bit. But, yeah, there are once you realize that you're like oh there's quite a few talents that don't work that are really like just too good in this <laughs> yeah exactly don't get me wrong i i do still love the mode and again i love the fact that semc are trying to add more elements to the game that one target more players and two just gives that that other you know level of fun and 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 dimension to the game but when you're talking about it as a game, it, in my opinion, it definitely needs to be improved. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so. so, yeah, we we won't see 2.11 get played at Worlds, but we'll see them play on 2.10. So, um, yeah, you have to remember what all always changed when you start watching that. So don't, don't try to copy anything from what you see happening at Worlds and take it into your own ranked games because it doesn't work out. <laughs> it, it it never works out like you remember when when you remember when weapon power petal yeah came into the meta everybody played weapon power petal for the next like four days even in rank they just played it it was automatic because you see it being played at a professional level and you're like i can play like that yeah and then nine times out of ten they can't you know so it's it's still gonna happen in world somebody's gonna come out with this crazy meta that we're going to see, whether it's from EA or otherwise, 
And it's going to try to be replicated the next day in rank. Probably. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, so it, it's rare it's going to succeed in the same level. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so then also we saw this week uh, SEMC teamed up with Razor. Razor is now a new sponsor of uh, these esports Vanglory events. So they're going to be a sponsor at Worlds. And then they're also going to be hosting their own events, I think, around around the world, around the U.S., with one happening at the Microsoft Store um, in New York, coming up here soon. And this seems like a great, I think, deal for Super Evil Megacorp. Uh, Razer just announced that new phone. I've heard and read really good things about that phone um, that Razer put out, but you're going to be hard to have anyone switch from an Android or an iPhone to this Razer phone unless they are like a hardcore mobile gamer unless they pick up the phone just to play games too, that could happen. Yeah. But that's where I think one, I think it's amazing how, what super evil Megacorp have done to partner with Razer because, um, one it's, it's getting Vainglory as a game out there so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, it, you know, we've seen them. They Razer had an event with, because three in the UK, the three network, they are the exclusive seller of the Razer phone in okay. the UK. So uh, they held an event in London where you had a couple of YouTube stars uh, um, come to the event and played uh, Vainglory on the new Razer phone with a couple of guys. One of them was the, actually the anal analysis for SK Miniminer. Yeah. Um, really cool guy, really amazing guy. Um, so he went to the event and he was able to play Vainglory with these YouTube stars and it was cool. on media, it was on, on YouTube, it was kind of all over social media point of view. And then Razor were, that, were at the DreamHack uh, event mm -hmm. um, and they were showcasing Vainglory through that. So it's another way of Vainglory to get the game out there without them directly being at the event, so to speak. Yeah. Um, um and Razer is a brand that gamers know. They are familiar with. Exactly. They trust. Uh, so they see Vanglory with Razer. It kind of, I guess, gets the idea that, oh, Vanglory is a real game. We should, we should check this out. It's not, exactly. just a, it's not just a phone game. Yeah. And apparently it can run on 90 frames a second. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, apparently I've 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 heard and I believe Vainglory did tweet it out as a response to somebody that it has run on ninety frames per second on a Razer phone, which is just kind of like again, they're they're pushing the boundaries and and yet yeah, it's just amazing to see what 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 Vainglory are doing because they got they do and they they have gotten so much criticism for their lack of advertising. Between that and what they've done with Coca-Cola esports, mm. come on, like they're yeah. they're doing amazing stuff to target so many gamers. Mm -hmm. Well, again, if they want to send me a Razer phone, I will gladly test it out and review it here on the podcast. So I'm <laughs> I'm open for that. Exactly. That's the you know that's and that's something that they to be honest, that's something they actually probably will do in the future. You will see stuff like that happening. Hopefully. As 5v5 comes out, you know, yeah. I'm not saying you're going to get one, but, <laughs> you know, um, I, I can imagine it um, it being given to the likes of, let's say, Rumbly, who, who's the biggest kind of uh, content creator on YouTube for Vainglory, mm -hmm. I believe. 
Yeah. Um, so I can see, let's say, somebody like him or even, let's say, Flash X um, being given one just to kind of, yeah, help Vain Glory. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we also saw uh, Apple put Vainglory as the game of the day. They do this uh, usually around the holidays. They kind of like tweet out a game of the day, an app of the day. I've seen a lot of different stuff over the last week. It's just kind of like a way to build awareness and hype up some of these uh, developers. And really cool to see Vainglory get this uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, uh, apparently they bought, I, I think, I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently on the App Store it's been in the top 365 apps for the past year i don't know if that's true or maybe i've got the wording wrong but mm-hmm. it, it does make sense that they're that they're featured on on the app store i i don't know if it's app of the day or app of the week by the way i'm not sure i forget but it makes sense because as an app it's just been so consistent with the iphone brand yeah. in my opinion um and most people who play vainglory play on a, on i believe it's the ipad air 2 okay um and they say that it works really amazingly on that. So it does make sense. Plus, I love the fact that it was featured with the Mall Santa rhyme skin. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, really make it made us stood out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, awesome to see that. That is going to do it for all the news this week. Uh, lots of stuff. Like, those 5v5 details are amazing. I can't wait to see the world's games like i've been talking about them i think for the last like month here so i'm finally like they're going to happen and we can finally stop talking about it <laughs> yeah it's it, it's everybody's just being so hyped for it mm-hmm. like it's just yeah mm-hmm. it, the excitement is just hype level 9000 i know yeah uh but then before we get out of here i got a little form static something good on the forms i saw that was kind of a i think a good topic Forum Static. So this idea was, someone brought up the idea, we had skill tier kind of reset, or it wasn't really compression, because your skill tier, visual skill tier dropped, but your MMR or whatever Vanglory is calling it, they keep changing the name on it. That stayed the same. Uh, But people are kind of saying, you shouldn't, reset this you shouldn't change this without giving us something for it it kind of sucks right you're just kind of like next patch you got reset for for no reason a lot of people are grinding every day or they can't do it very much and so if you have no reason to grind just to get knocked down again why right that's kind of what this form is and i know league of legends after they do seasons um after the year because their seasons are super long they give you uh you get like a border or you get some you get something basically when you're done you get more than just a trophy i guess in your in your case (laughs) yeah there's like there's so many elements of that though uh there there's okay you've got the people that are, the reason why, at the end of the day, the reason why there's any kind of visual skill to reset is because the game got to a point where people were get, getting, reaching tier 10 mm-hmm. and and stopping because they got there. Right. Because of that, the, the level and the competition and the standard of, of play 
at that level dropped automatically. Okay. So they introduced skill tier resets to, again, to try to make people grind and play more. So they kept the standard of game up. But my theory based on that is the game also, as the game got more popular and as it gets more popular, it the standard of vainglory dilutes. Fact. Yeah. Okay. Outright, because it, it's like anything, the more popular it gets, the, the, if it's confined to 500 people playing that game, let's say, all the time, that standard is awesome. And you expand the game, yes, the top level tier play like VG Gold will improve in terms of from a pro scene, but everything below that gets diluted. It's fact. So because of that, instead of Vainglory introducing um, hotfixes or patches, as I would call them, of skill tier resets, in my opinion, the whole system needs to be completely changed up. It needs to, a whole new skill tier system, in my opinion, needs to be needs to be um, introduced. Mm-hmm. I do agree with the reward for for um, a skill tier reset. Because, yes, it will give people not more incentive to grind, but it will make them feel less salty um, when they get knocked out. out. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, I can't help but feel, what do you want Vainglory to do? Do you want them to to spoon-feed you a skill tier? Sure. At the end of the day, it takes your own... I'm going to get not a little bit rantish, but it takes your own motivation as a player to grind to where you want to be as a player, mm-hmm. whether it's a skill tier, whether it's a standard, whether it's being able to, if it's a captain block, every ability, whether it's being able to CS every single farm minion, where it's learning to rotate at the right time. It's up to you to do that as a player. Vainglory can, of course they can help, by 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 doing their best to maintain the standard of playing, but it's up to you as a player to do that. Nobody else is going to do that. So, yeah, I I agree with some points, but at the end of the day, people need to actually take a step back and go, okay, what am I doing to help myself and my sure. own standard of the game? That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and you do get season rewards. You get the chests depending on how much you play. So. There, yeah, there is but that, but um, I, I, I think that's really kind of at this stage. They introduced that, and it was a good idea. But I, I think the actual those chests have just become a little bit not they, like people. I don't. It's not that the rewards aren't good enough. I just don't think it's an excitement anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense, it's not something to really work for. People don't really care if they don't reach level fifty, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, you know? I agree with that. Yeah, um, I do think if they continue to reset skill tiers like this or decrease it, it needs to be a standard. It needs to happen every season. It right now it happens randomly. It's like every two seasons it happens. Or oh, this time it's a compression. They, I understand they keep trying things, but there's no rhyme or reason why this season you went down one tier, last season you went down three tiers. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I had somebody, somebody in my in the guild that I'm in. They went down from, they managed to reach POA bronze, which was pretty cool. Um, 
and they after the reset they dropped down to hotness silver mm-hmm. and I was kind of like really that's a, like you know them as a person I'm not gonna say yeah that makes sense for them I do <laughs> but 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 as a as a visual skill to drop it's a little bit like why is that I I think it's I think it's less about the fact that there's a drop but I don't think there's enough understanding of why you're getting a drop if that makes sense and why you're dropping that much ELO kind of thing so I think if Vainglory whether it's introducing a new system or explaining it a little bit more as a company they would people would be less salty about why they're dropping so much <laughs> right. so yeah it's it's there, but there's so many elements, man. You know, there is. There's just so many yeah. elements. On. Well, when 5v5 starts, we all start at zero. Or do we start at... Do you start at 3,000? You start at the top and you have to work... You fall? I forget how the yellow system works or whatever. If you start at zero and work your way up. But anyway, 5v5, we're all going to be nothing to start with. So we'll have to all grind anyway. <laughs> uh, that's going to be like an absolute cluster of just like, you know... Um, but like one thing somebody mentioned though real quickly is that and I I saw it myself when I when I created an NA account for casting even before you start ranking you're automatically a tier 4 yeah depend especially I, if you're playing a little bit if you're uh, in the casual queue or whatever it is to get you to the rank level it's gauging that a little bit so you're not just coming in yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't agree with that because what's the point in having casual to begin with if you, if you're automatically giving somebody like as in I don't believe that creates enough of a separation between casual and rank if that makes sense. Okay. That that's like saying well, okay, well if you play casual when you're tier nine and you win a game, you gain two ELO. You know what I mean? That's yeah. You know, I guess so. Like. Hmm. As a new gamer, you should want to start at nothing, and then you appreciate the ELO you gain. But if you automatically start at tier four, there's that sense of okay, well, I'm already at tier four. I, you know, I don't need to worry about improving, or if I improve, uh, it doesn't really matter because I'm already tier four. But that's yeah, that's. I, that's I don't. I don't wish anyone starting at that bottom tier because uh, if you do that, those games are those games are a mess, and you may not play. <sighs> <laughs> I, I should have, I should have, man. It's, it's, it's just the patience of a saint. The patience yeah. of a saint. But yeah, that's, uh, but that's another conversation for another day. Right, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for episode 184. Thanks for joining me. This was awesome. Yeah, again, thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk about vainglory and share a bit of information and talk about myself and get myself out there a bit more because mm-hmm. um, that's what i do where can people find you get in touch if they have any other questions or want to invite you to shoutcast their tournament uh the main would be uh twitter which okay. is evt underscore imperium uh it's pretty easy to find if you want to be more specific it's a capital i Lowercase m, capital P, capital E, capital R, lowercase I-U-M. Because okay. I just want to be awkward. Sure. Um, but the other place that I would be most active would be Discord. Uh, where you can, or anybody is more than welcome to add me on Discord. Which is again, Imperium, capital I, 
lowercase m, capital P, capital P, capital R, then I-U-M. And then it's, um, what is it, hashtag 1972. So anybody's more than welcome to add me if there's any kind of tournament that you'd like me to shoutcast or even just give any kind of advice, I will shoutcast any tournament <laughs> I can. Especially in, terms of, especially in terms of NA, it actually suits my time frame and my time zone a lot better because if it's eu i tend to be working okay. on those kind of matches but if it's na or sea or other regions is actually far more suitable so yeah that's kind of where to contact me or where to follow me if you want to if you want to listen to the ramblings of a mad irishman <laughs> you know awesome well then yeah. i'll include all those in the show notes and links in the description so everyone go over there follow them up check them out um, and then Shadow of the Vein's on Twitter, at Shadow of the Vein, website, shadowofthevein.com. All the episodes get posted there, links to iTunes, Stitcher, the YouTube version as well. And then I'll be back next week with 185, probably after, you know, Worlds happens, because we're going to have a lot to talk about. So that should be a, a fun episode to recap all of that. So get ready there. Take care. Let's get this over with.